0: A lot of people are pretty familiar with Philippians 4.13. Does anyone know what Philippians 4.13 is? I know one person does, two people do. Anybody else want to take a shot at it? Okay, what is, what is Philippians 4.13? All right, I can do all things in Christ who does me strength, gives me strength. That's a very popular one, but who knows what Philippians 3.13 is? Like to focus on that just briefly, in light of today's gospel, and knowing that that is one of the most powerful um, readings, because when Saint Paul talks about this, this is the one thing I think a lot of us struggle with. And in First, I'm sorry, in Philippians three thirteen, Saint Paul says, "I forget about the past." And I, when I hear that, I think, and how in the world do you do that? How do I forget about the past? Because a lot of us, we don't. He says, I forget about what is behind me, his past, and push on to what lies ahead. So St. Paul, is, his main thing is, is hope, right? So we know that we just heard about his conversion story, how he used to persecute Christians. So he's got to learn how to get past his past, right? How he has to forget about the past, how he needs to forget about what is behind him. And begin to look forward. And a lot of times the reason why you and I don't move forward is because we're too consumed with our past. And one thing that's helped me is repenting of my past, not just going to confession for it, but truly repenting. And going back to these memories of just pain, heartache, ones that I thought I would forget, but the more I pray they pop up. And just asking Jesus in those moments, where were you in that? And giving him time to appear. And sometimes there would be moments of deep embarrassment and deep shame and in inviting Jesus into that. And I, I remember just going through these on a retreat one time, sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament for hours and praying, in the name of Jesus, I'm, I'm so sorry. And in my spiritual imagination, what I was doing is I was turning my back on my past and I was moving forward and I go into the next memory. And then very slowly, as I was spending hours repenting, it became, in the name of Jesus... Through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I am sorry. And I turned my back on my sin and moved towards Mary and Jesus. But then I felt like I needed to put it to bed. And it kept like, thing, it kept, like fires just kept coming up. It was like, almost like I was playing whack-a-mole. I'm here play a game, whack-a-mole. It's like one more memory. Thank, thank you, Jesus, right? But what helped put it to bed was praying in those memories as I allowed Jesus to reveal himself was in the name of Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and with the precious blood of Jesus, and I imagine just the pure side of Christ, all the blood and water coming inside, and washing over that memory. And then I was able to move forward. You know? And I, I wonder if, if we actually did that, how many of us could actually move past our past, right? How we could actually forget about our past. Because so often, we also need to remember the good things the Lord has done. And that's also the importance of repentance. And the part of believing is, is having gratitude. And as, you, as you move into 2022, I just feel like the Lord is, is asking a lot of us, what do I need to say yes to and what do I need to say no to? And I'm not talking about wants. I'm not talking about your desires. It's past that. The fact that you're at Mass during the week, it says you're past your wants, you're past your desires. You're here because you want to be transformed, right? You know that something interiorly is not okay. And without Jesus, my life doesn't make sense. So like, what do you need to say no to? And what do you need to start saying yes to or even keep saying no to or keep saying yes to? And the one thing I think for a lot of us, it's really just like toxic friendships. Toxic friendships. We hear about the conversion story of St. Paul as he's moving forward. His friends there that were out to persecute Christians, to kill Christians, they stood there speechless. Right? But it was through the power of the Holy Spirit, a man named Ananias came into the life of, of Saul and then he baptized him, right? So he may know that who he truly belongs to. And this, this is like one of those big things. Like I, want to, I want you to imagine the person you would never expect right now to become a Christian. And that's how big this conversion is. And it's even bigger. Because Saul will go around saying, I used to persecute these people. Now I'm one of them. Over and over and over he'd witness. And then that's where we get to our gospel. Where there's this confidence, there's this conviction that if I let myself be taken care of by the Lord, if I let myself be filled with the Holy Spirit instead of the things of the world, miracles are going to happen. You know, I wonder how many of us actually believe that signs will accompany us. I've seen signs accompany me, and some of you have been able to pray with and even lay hands on, as we heard about in our first reading in our gospel today, and things start changing. The last words of our gospel reading, it says, they will, this confidence, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If our world is looking for anything, it's witnesses. It's people who have confidence and faith that the Lord's going to do something. But it doesn't mean like I just do it one time because we don't know how many, time, how many times they lay hands on people. It's saying they persevered, right? How many times did St. Paul, you know, go through persecution, shipwrecks, being scourged, being stoned. But the thing is, he didn't quit. He kept saying no to the things he need to say no to and yes to the things he need to say yes to. I think for a lot of us, and some of you are on this track, it's letting yourself be taken care of. That's literally what the Newman Center is for. It's a place to heal those who are broken. And if the Lord heals something physically in you, whether you have a bad back or you have a knee problem or a shoulder problem or whatever it is, that means it's a sign that he wants to heal your heart next. And I've prayed with people when they've had physical healing and if they stop there, if they say, I'm done, the Lord is like, I'm not done. Because physical healing is not strong enough to make you a witness. It's the way you live your life. Yes, it's great to have physical healing but I've encountered people have been recovered from blindness. I've seen it happen. And did they give their lives to Christ? No. Anything that the Lord wants to heal in you, and that you're sick in emotionally, psychologically, whatever, it's because He wants to get at your heart and heal your heart, so you can say, even as Saint Paul did, as he even thanked the Lord often for his crosses, for these persecutions, because then he was able to relate to Christ in his suffering because the Lord healed his heart and that's what all of us want. We want to be able to say no to the things that are bad to us and say yes willingly to things that are good for us. But That means as Saint Paul placed himself under the arms in the hands of Ananias, you too must do so with the Lord to let yourself be taken care of. There's got to be a submissiveness. There's got to be a sur- an act of surrender. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to take a few deep breaths. I'm just going to walk through th- few things that maybe you might need healing from and to ask for help. And I'm not saying it has to come from me. You know I'm more than willing. I'll do anything I can to help you guys. But also even thinking of people who might have pain that you have to get, get across that threshold to start praying with one another, right? So take a few deep breaths. And I want you just to feel your body where you are. Are you holding on to any pain that may be something that the Lord wants to forgive you from in your past, A lot of the reason why we have physical pain is because there's manifestations of unforgiveness. There's manifestations of not putting things to bed. So take a few deep breaths and just feel. And it might be something really small. It doesn't have to be this huge, monumentous thing. Maybe just let your shoulders drop a few inches because a lot of you are already tense, right? And just relax. And would you be willing to ask for help for that thing in prayer with one another As you keep taking deep breaths just think about your past what are some things you would just like to forget about so you can start moving forward And would you invite Jesus into those memories and say, where were you during that? Just lastly, what is the Lord prompting through His Spirit for you to start saying no to? But also, is is He prompting you to start saying yes to? So you can walk in faith. Another word for faith is always risk, right? You've got to take chances. And lastly, as you take, take deep breaths, toxic friendships, right? Who needs to be cut out? St. Paul walked away from those people that were asking him to persecute the church. He had to make a break. You know, every breakthrough comes with a break with... And is that going to be easy? Absolutely not. But what is Philippians 4.13? I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. So it can't be your own strength. It's got to be the strength of Christ. So then you can say one day, I am content with weakness and mistreatment and persecution, as St. Paul said. Because anytime you feel that, It's really Jesus giving you a sliver of his cross and saying, this is how much I love you. Suffering is redeemed through the cross and now has purpose. We take a moment of silence to ask the Lord to give us the courage to start saying no to the things he wants to say no to and start saying yes more fervently so that we can forget what is behind and push on to what lies ahead. Amen. St. Paul the Apostle, pray for us.